0: Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. It's an honour to speak with one of Canada's senators, the Honourable Donald Plett. Representing Manitoba, he was appointed to Senate in 2009 under the advice of Stephen Harper and has been a strong advocate for protection of children, support for farmers, religious freedom, freedom of speech, and often speaks to the core issue of a fair and democratic process to govern our nation. An exemplary watchman for the integrity of Canada, Don, thank you for joining me. My
1: pleasure to be here. Let us not accept the government's argument that just because it says so, all charter rights are protected. Senators will notice that the Minister of Justice refused to give a charter assessment from his department. We were told that Canadians should trust the government. The use of the Emergencies Act is just regular business. There is nothing to see here. We should all move along. Seriously. I cannot believe that the government is trying to minimize the importance of using the Emergencies Act for the first time in 34 years to deal with the blockade in downtown Ottawa. A simple press conference will suffice to announce that the rights of its fellow citizens are now suspended. Colleagues, it is clear that the government has not made the case that the highest threshold necessary to use the Emergency Act has been met. We need to do better. We need to do better at listening. We need to do better at allowing people to live according to their beliefs. This is the price of a civilized society in today's 21st century world. Trying to force conformity is only tearing our social fabric in ways that could
0: take generations to repair. You know, you did a powerful speech about this emergency act. Could you just expand on that a little bit?
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, I, of course, there's two things to that. Number one, I clearly believed it was none of those things. It wasn't proportionate. It wasn't necessary um, well before Monday uh, because I was in Ottawa. I was walking at Wellington Street. Um, it was noisy. It was disruptive. Um, I have every sympathy for, uh, for the people who had these horns blowing uh, at many hours of the night. But, of course, they had dealt with that. The, there had been, of course, uh, an order come down that they could only blow their horns at certain uh, times of the day. So was it disruptive? All demonstrations uh, are disruptive to some people that want to get through there. So it was never a danger, but most certainly... When, when when the House of Commons voted on it and then when we were debating it, the streets had been cleaned up, the trucks were gone. There was nothing there. The streets uh, the, the Wellington was empty and and it was just mind-boggling that we have a prime minister who would who would uh, still want to invoke the Emergency Measures Act. Uh, when there was never a need for it, and certainly not when everybody
0: had left town. Do you see any advantage from his perspective on continuing to push that through? Do you have any answer for that? The, the, The prime minister
1: that we have is somebody who divides people. He divides Canadians. He is not somebody who works together. We saw that we saw that when the convoy started, when the convoy was still in Alberta, we had a prime minister who was saying this was a small French group full of white supremacist, racist, swastika-carrying uh, people. He hadn't seen them. He had heard there was a convoy. The convoy was a freedom convoy. People called it a trucker's convoy because the majority of it were trucks. And, of course, started by truckers. But this became a freedom convoy about people who wanted freedoms. And, and I'm sure you saw when, when the convoy went through the province of Manitoba, uh, I was talking to my, my sons who were, who were watching it. Well, as a matter of fact, one of my sons was driving a, a fairly large pickup truck uh, along with the convoy. And, and it had taken four hours for them to get by. This is a small fringe group. This is what the prime minister calls a small group of, of racist Canadians, everyday Canadians who, who, who only want to go out there and live their normal lives. And we have a prime minister who simply wedges and divides. Why did he not talk to somebody? Yeah. Fair enough. He maybe personally could not talk to the, the leaders But certainly, as we have in other protests and other demonstrations, you send an envoy, you send somebody to talk to the people and ask them, what can we do? The provinces all listen. We heard we heard uh, Minister Stephenson say in Manitoba, we heard Scott Moe, Jason Kenney, even Doug Ford say, we have heard you and we are going to try to work with you, not the prime minister of Canada.
0: Well, when you say he likes to divide, what's the advantage to that as the leader of a free country?
1: You know, I just delivered a speech downstairs uh, 10 minutes ago. It uh, has to do with, the, with the, uh, some programs for seniors. And we had a liberal senator there say, if all of a sudden the Canadians lose their mind and elect a conservative government, this is the liberal mentality. This is the liberal mentality that Canadians are not worthy to democratically elect something other than them. This is how the prime minister feels. This is 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 an attitude of elitism. Uh, this is an attitude of of I am better than you, and I will tell you what to do. Listen to me. This is an attitude that his father had, and. This Prime Minister is
0: Pierre Trudeau on steroids. You know, you're talking about implementing mandates on truckers when we're seemingly at the end of this. So what's the purpose in that? I, I'm, I'm asking the same question in different areas, but can you see any reasoning?
1: I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but no. but I, I believe that we have a prime minister who quite frankly doesn't want to come out of the pandemic. Because as long as we're in the pandemic, as long as he is in control of things, we as a Conservative Party have had to approve many, many programs uh, because of the pandemic, because of COVID. And and uh, we have had to approve them in a hurry. This is, this is something where we have a Prime Minister now who can control as long as we are in this. But when we get out of this, and you are absolutely right, we are... For all intents and purposes, we are at the very, very end of this, and we should all be—we should all be—as a friend of mine says—shouting the amens and passing the hallelujahs around. We're, we're, we're out of the pandemic, or almost. And let's celebrate that rather than try to keep people uh, in it the way uh, Justin Trudeau is
0: trying to. I was interviewing someone yesterday, and uh, she made the comment that the inability for us to travel outside of our own borders uh, for those who are unvaxxed is like three countries in the world, uh, Cuba, North Korea, and Canada. And I, I mean, I hadn't heard it like that, but it was shocking to hear her say that.
1: Well, I, I, uh, I have spent a bit of time in Florida this winter and, uh, And uh, I was there on the uh, break week a few weeks ago. And of course I had to go uh, and uh, pay a significant amount of money to go and get tested uh, the PCR test. I then got on an airplane in in Orlando. I flew to Toronto and there I got picked by random to do another test uh, three hours later in Toronto. For what reason? I didn't feel like I was coming home. I've been, I've been in the Soviet Union. I've been in China, and 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 this this is is how I felt coming back to my own country, uh, going through these these gates and 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 people with masks leading me around in the airport. It's, it's it's not a comfortable feeling. And and now listen, that's not all. As a result of the governments, did they need to? Invoke some strict measures, certainly, and other countries did as well. But but other countries, as you say, they're 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 happy that they're coming out of it, and we seem to have a, a prime minister and a liberal government who are trying to keep us in it, which is what I was trying to, of course, uh, address uh, in my in my speech the other night. And uh, and even there, you know, the prime minister, uh, the prime minister, the night before we we. Uh, debated it in the Senate, he threatened He threatened the NDP party that this would be a confidence vote in the House of Commons, i.e., if you defeat my, my motion, I will be calling an election on this. The NDP is in no position to have an election. Now, what he didn't think of, he, he never suspected, he has appointed the majority of the people in the Senate, and he believed that he had a lock on them. Now, we have good sources that are telling us that by the time all the conservative senators were done speaking, that there were somewhere between 42 and 46 senators that were going to vote against the act. We will never know that for sure, because the prime minister very quickly revoked it only a day and a half after he had made it a confidence vote in the House of Commons. Uh, and 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 he had no reason to do that if he believed he was winning the vote in the Senate. And I do not believe that he would have if he felt he was winning
0: the vote in the Senate. Wow. See, that was my next question: was what made him revoke uh, this act? And so it, when you were in there and hearing these speeches, then there's a sense that you're saying you had that this was not going to get past the Senate.
1: Well, I, I was told by 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 quite. Um, Uh, staunch uh, and I don't want to label people but by a senator who certainly is not a conservative senator Mm -hmm. and she called me over after I'd made my speech and complimented me on my speech and as I said to her I said you know senator what I was trying to do today is I was trying to move votes I was trying to show people how, how horrible this was, as opposed to many speeches that you make are partisan speeches. I, I was trying to make this as nonpartisan a speech as I could in order to move that. And she said, you did exactly that. You did move people's, people's votes by, by doing that. And the prime minister, I think, saw that. And while we were still debating, when my speech was done, I came up here to my third floor office and I was sitting here in my office and I watched the Prime Minister's uh, entourage going by the Senate buildings here, going to his press conference, uh, which was quite ironic, the timing of that and how he, uh, he changed his mind. And all of a sudden, that day, and, and and I'm sure you heard his press conference, that day, he said, it is no longer necessary Nothing had changed from the day before. Nothing. And and other than the fact that he thought he was going to lose a vote.
0: You know, in listening to your speech, and I listened to it twice through, what was remarkable was the Canadians are so upset, whether we're listening to Parliament, how that no one seems to answer a question. No one seems to be... Saying anything that we want to know. And so to begin to hear, like you said, you know, it wasn't down any party lines, just truth and truth and truth. The people that I have spoken with who refer to that speech, it will definitely go down in history as something that impacted this entire nation and made us just go, okay, truth is being spoken because we need the whole truth. Uh, we don't need censorship as citizens. We need to know truth. So thank you, thank you so much for that.
1: Well, thank you, and uh, indeed you're long suffering listening to that speech, uh, speech two times. Uh, but uh, but thank you for that, and um, uh, and 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 I believe you know, and of course that's why. In the House of Commons and in the Senate, it's called question period, not question and answer period, uh, and that is unfortunate because we do not get answered, not in either Parliament, not in either house. Now, you know, in fairness, I, I don't know that the Liberals are necessarily that the genesis of that, uh, of that is is with the Liberal Party, but you are absolutely right, and uh, and uh, I speak to people so often that have turned on CPAC or, or even watching it on, on, on the national news uh, watch part of question period. Uh, and it's unfortunate that that parliament has uh, degraded to the point that it has that we can't have uh, more respectful debates uh, quite frankly, in both houses. But, but uh, I, I certainly thank you, uh, for those, uh, for those uh, words and, 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 and for, for the compliments they are very much appreciated. Um, listen, they were the result of some great staff I have here and I cannot, uh, I cannot uh, be remiss in, in, in at least acknowledging, uh, my chief of staff and two of my policy directors. It was a three person job, uh, along with me that, that did that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, with god's help uh, we 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 got through that and and i believe uh, so strongly uh, that that was a large part of it uh, as well Um, we of course had gotten so many hundreds of emails and phone calls in my office of people praying and um, you know this is not something we could have done on our own
0: why does invoking the act set such a dangerous precedent well, let me uh, let me just let me just use just the financial
1: aspect of that for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, um, they have set the bar so low because of the 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 uh, bank accounts that they were freezing the ability that they had to freeze the bank accounts. So, I will use the the scenario of a change in government. We, of course, are a center-right government, and we really tied Canada and some of the other environmental organizations would not be necessarily our best friends. They collect millions of dollars from south of the border, from other countries. Justin Trudeau has set the bar so low for any government to try to delve into other people's bank accounts for trying to make uh, literally jaywalking a crime. Um, it has been set so low that other governments, if they wish, they can they can use it. This is why the standards, the standards in order for this to 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 be invoked. When you look at at what's involved, and this is why it had never been invoked before. I mean. Uh, Justin's dad invoked the War Measures Act, and of course, it was then after that, it was changed to the Emergency Measures Act. Uh, But why they set the parameters so high is that this wouldn't be possible. And Justin has now brought the bar down to any government, if they don't like you, if they don't like what you promote, bang, your bank account is frozen. And, and, And they'll have every right to do it by just simply invoking the Emergency Measures Act. And, and they, then, they then have 30 days to do it, even if they don't have a vote, which, of course, is what Trudeau had. He had the time to do it. He then had to get a vote. But the minute he invoked the Emergency Measures Act, it was law. He then needed par- both houses of parliament to pass it in order for it to stay law. But he, it became law the second he invoked it, and they had the legal right to go and freeze every bank account that they that they froze.
0: Have you heard that they're still doing that? Are they still investigating and freezing bank accounts?
1: Well, uh, Minister Freeland said that it was her intention to try to make this permanent. Uh, the minister, the minister of justice, said, and I of course used the quote in my speech, and I don't have the quote here, but but in essence. When Evan Solomon on on uh, CTV asked the minister of justice, how far are you going to take this? He said, if anybody supports or donates to a, and the word was Trump-like organization, you better be afraid. So a minister of justice uh, saying, if you support anything like, past president of the united states of america you better be afraid so that tells me that they are going to continue to do this we have heard that they have released many of the funds out of the bank accounts that they froze uh but but both the minister of justice and the the minister of finance have said they are going to work on making this permanent well the emergency
0: act is no longer in how are they able to do that
1: they can do that by legislation. They will be able to continue to do that. And, and they have invoked that. And so they now have the precedent to bring in legislation
0: for them to do that. Is there a way to, um, before putting in the Emergencies Act, is there a way to maybe change the percentage of vote that's needed? Is there a way to fix this so it doesn't happen again where some leader gets in and can just invoke the Emergencies Act and, and take over?
1: Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is that that uh, should the Liberals, for example, uh, ever be given a majority government again, it would be easier for them yet to do that. They now needed the help of one more party, and they, of course, got it, and Jagmeet Singh and, and, and the NDP party. Mr. Singh showed his true colors. Uh, Tommy Douglas, I'm sure, rolled over in his grave when Mr. Mr. Singh did this, because Tommy Douglas was a true uh, believer in helping the underprivileged, and and uh, and for Tommy Douglas to when 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 uh, Trudeau Senior invoked the War Measures Act. Of course, Tommy Douglas was so outspoken against that because that is what the NDP was supposed to stand for. And all Justin Trudeau had to do is tell Jagmeet Singh, if you vote against it, because the bloc party, of course, voted with the Conservatives. uh, But between the two of them, they didn't have enough votes. If the NDP would have voted with us, uh, Trudeau couldn't have done this. But he threatened Jagmeet Singh with an election. And uh, would he have called the election? I'm not sure. Uh, he wanted badly to get a majority government when he called the last election in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, so it depends on how power-hungry he is as to whether or not he would, have, he would have carried through, but he certainly scared him. So unfortunately, in the democratic process, uh,
0: if you have the votes, you have the votes. There's such a lack of confidence um, in our country and in our, in our government. And it literally has gone across to where, when people speak with me across our country, because of the television station and our news and stuff, we get so much coming in. They're saying like, they don't trust anything that's being said by mainstream media, by health officials, government officials. I have never seen such a lack of confidence as we have today. What are we gonna do about this? Well, you're absolutely right, and uh,
1: and as I said, I have spent some time south of the border this winter, and um, and the lack of confidence both in our country and south of the border uh, is 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 so volatile and so fractured. Uh, in my lifetime, it has never been. Uh, I mean, we've had problems in our country before, but where we have the disunity. Uh, In our country and uh, you know when I look over to what's happening in Ukraine now uh, they have a reason for for fear and for disunity and they are a unified body out there every man, woman and child standing there ready to defend their country. We do not have that because we can't we can't uh, seem to get on the same page on simple issues such as negotiating with demonstrators uh, when they come, when they don't agree with what you believe in. Justin Trudeau said when we saw churches, churches across our country being set on fire, Justin Trudeau's words basically were, I understand your pain and I feel for you and I can understand why you're doing this. When we had statues of Sir John A. MacDonald pulled down Justin Trudeau said, I feel your pain and I can understand why you're doing it. When we have a group of, of demonstrators that simply want freedom, they, 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 the truckers were afraid because Trudeau was threatening not only to have vaccinations coming from, from across the border, he was threatening with needing vaccinations for interprovincial borders. Well, thank God for these truckers that stood up and said no, no more. And 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 they created they created a sense of unity in our country that I haven't seen for years and years and years. Uh, something that this prime minister and this government has torn apart. That this band of truckers, this group of truck drivers, and other Canadians just rallied. Um, and again, I, as I, as I said, talking to my boys, watching this convoy go through Manitoba, I was sorry that I wasn't there. I did see it on on uh, on YouTube and 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 other media channels, but it was a proud day uh, to be somebody that was supporting the rights and freedoms of Canadians.
0: You know, and speaking with people around the world and different uh, leaders and news people they're saying things like um, the Canadian flag is flying beside their national flag as the flag of freedom and I mean that was making every Canadian's chest I think be stick out and and be proud I was speaking with a lady in television in Costa Rica and her comment was when we saw the Canadians getting upset and doing something, we all just sat back and began to look more at what was going on in their countries, because they were behind us a fair ways. QR codes hadn't come in yet. But as soon as this started to happen, she goes, everyone began to talk about what was going on in their country, and we we're watching. And wow, talk about an impact. It seems like Canada has impacted the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the fact that Canada will stand strong and and say, hey, freedom, And justice Uh, these are so important
1: you are you are so right and and again we uh, uh, being in Florida this winter these Americans they were coming to me and asking me about things happening in Canada and how's the convoy going how's the, the, the the freedom rally going and and so you are absolutely right there was something to be proud of and uh uh it 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 indeed was and and again, who brought that together? Who created that unity? It, it, it unfortunately was not the Prime Minister who should be creating that unity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Senator, my last question is, what now? Are there any key issues that Canadians need to be aware of? Uh, we can't just go back to normal. I feel like we need to be uh, standing on guard for freedom and for can, We need to be watchmen on the wall, but are there any key issues we should be aware of? Well,
1: without question, uh, this government is not going to stop with this. They they do not like being defeated. Uh, They are now uh, and I never want to use the word fortunately in this situation because it is very unfortunate, uh, but they are focused now on obviously uh, something far more important, and that is the war in Ukraine, but but that will come to an end. Uh, and this government does not like being defeated, and Justin Trudeau was defeated, so do we need to be careful? Yes. Do we need to... Do we need to find a way of, of, of unifying uh, Canadians? Do we need to find a way of allowing different Canadians to have their own views and still work together? That is something that has deteriorated, uh, certainly in North America and probably even other countries, but, but that if you do not agree with the 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 left side of issues you do not have the right to your opinion and that is so unfortunate because you and i may disagree but as i said in my speech i will defend to the death your right to your opinion as i would hope you would to mine and 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 that is something that we have to bring back that is something that's that's a fight that hopefully we can win, because if we don't win that fight, we're gonna have this all over again on a different issue.
0: Senator, thank you so much for speaking with us today.
1: Thank you very much, God bless, and uh, anytime, I enjoyed it.
0: Return to Reason is supported by our fans. We are not handcuffed by advertisers or shareholders. The need for media with integrity is more important than ever. Consider becoming a partner and fueling the unheard truth by visiting returntoreason.tv.